is Vanessa S. from Long Beach. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Vanessa, and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, first, I want to say happy birthday to Desiree on seven years. That's amazing. Um, congratulations. Um, a little bit for me, what it was like. Uh, I grew up in an alcoholic home. My mom is an alcoholic. My dad is an active alcoholic addict. Um, there was uh, a lot of uh, physical, uh, emotional abuse in the home. Uh, and growing up the oldest in an alcoholic home, uh, if anyone can relate, you know that you're, you don't have siblings, you have children. Um, and having parents who were alcoholics, I kind of took it upon myself to be the parent. Um, I had this overwhelming urge to be better than my parents, uh, to be better than the people around me. I grew up in a neighborhood where a lot of people, a lot of parents were alcoholics, addicts, um, and I just alcoholically wanted to be not them. Um, that was my, I, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know, I didn't have an example. I just knew I wanted to be better then. And then for me, it just meant being really good at school, being, uh, uh, participating in a, a bunch of different clubs, uh, playing sports. Um, and I didn't drink and I didn't smoke. Uh, not until I was 22 years old, um, Another thing, I, I, I remember growing up and, like, being in school and feeling, like, very other. Um, that was, that, that's a feeling that resonated with me for a long time until I found AA. I very much felt like I was Jane Goodall studying monkeys in the world. I didn't, like, I didn't know people. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel a part of. I was just studying you to be like you in the world. You know, the little girls that would poke the little, the little boys' backs because they like them. I'm just poking random little boys' backs because I think that that's what you're supposed to do. Um, I didn't like anybody. Um, I just had this sense of otherness, and I felt like I didn't belong. Um, I remember daydreaming that uh, I was really an X-Men, you know? I was really into X-Men, and I wanted to be a superhero. And I would daydream in school. That's another thing. I was never bored because I was always in my head if I didn't have anything to do. I would just daydream and tune out. Um, back to 22. Um, I ended up being the first person in my family to go to college because I was still that person. I wanted to be better than. I was going to be better than my parents. Um, I was going to show my siblings that there was something other than what we had growing up and they could be better. Um, and... But at still at the same time, there was just this anxiety and this fear that I had um, that I was just destined to be, you know, something else. And I think that that's kind of like where I took my downfall. Um, 22 in college, I have about a year left of school. Um, and I remember being at a club and a friend offered me a drink and I decided, what the heck? My first drink was a grape Smirnoff ice. I'm not proud of it. Um, but by the end of the night, I'm drinking adios motherfuckers. Sorry for the kids in the room. Um, if nobody knows what that is, which I'm sure we all do, it's a Long Island iced tea without the Coke floater, and you just add more booze on top, and it's blue booze. Um, so that was my, my I like, went fast in one night. By the end of 
probably by the end of that school year, I was drinking whiskey, not because I liked it, because nobody else liked it and I didn't want to share. Um, <laughs> dropped out of school um, with one semester left. Um, I moved to the Bay Area because the, where I was was the problem. It wasn't me. Um, I didn't lose a lot when I was drinking. I didn't lose a lot, a, a lot of friends. I didn't lose a lot of physical things. I still had a, a roof over my head. I still had a car. But I lost a lot of my dignity. Um, it was a lot of dark times, a lot of emotion, a lot of stuff going on in my head. Um, I didn't want to be here anymore. Um, yeah, it was, it was really dark. It was depressing, and I didn't know what it was. Being the daughter of an alcoholic, you would think that I would recognize what it was, and I had no clue. Um, I got sober for about 10 months on my own when I was in the Bay Area, and I would slip into AA meetings. At one point, I realized that this might be my problem. Uh, slip into AA meetings, and I'd go into the back and sit back there, um, but I wouldn't talk to anyone. Um, I wouldn't, you know be a part of, uh, and then at the end of my 10 months sober, I was in an AA meeting, and I got a phone call from my little sister, my two brothers, they're twins, uh, after coming home from deployment, uh, had passed away in a car accident. I was in an AA meeting, and one of the, the beautiful things that will always stick with me is that I was screaming outside of that meeting, and all of the women in the meeting just came rushing to me. They had no idea what was going on. I'm screaming. I had never spoken to these women before, but they rushed me and wouldn't let me go. Um, I stayed sober for two weeks after that and then hit another darker, deeper place. Uh, I didn't know I could go there, and I did. Um, <clears throat> after about six months of just drinking myself into a deeper hole, uh, I sent myself to rehab. Um, I think you got to be in a desperate place to send yourself to rehab. I had gotten my, uh, I got into a car accident myself, drunk, s totally destroyed my car. Um, the next day, I went to re, no, three days later, I went to rehab after waking up in a hospital with my mom on the side of the bed, um, and I went into rehab sober. And that's my, alcohol, my alcoholic thinking. I didn't think you guys would take me seriously if I went and messed up. I didn't know anybody who went to rehab, so I didn't know you could go in messed up. And once I realized you could, I was quickly disappointed in myself. I'm still kind of disappointed in myself that I didn't do my last hurrah. Um, my, the intake nurse said it was the easiest intake she had ever taken in her life. Um, but I got to rehab, and I, I did my, my, my version of alcoholism, and I wanted you to show me how to be sober so I could bounce, live my life accordingly, and not have to go to meetings and not have to do this all the time. Give me the bullet points, uh, and I'll be fine. And I'll have my little guide, my study guide, to go the rest uh, throughout my life. And it was very early on that a lot of people, you know, told me to shut up, um, and just listen. I didn't listen to them, and I didn't shut up for a very long time. Um, and when I did, it started to soak in. Um, I never had a pink cloud in AA, have not experienced that, but what I have experienced in AA is a sense of contentment, contentment that I've never felt before. Um, 
I'm not happy 100% of the time, um, but there's a, there's a peace that I get uh, being able to go into a bunch of rooms with the monkeys that I found in life. You know, I found my set of monkeys and people who understand my way of thinking. Um, and I have an amazing sponsor. I have amazing friends in my life who have been able to guide me uh, along this journey. And one of the things that, that I find contentness in is just, like, I've never met any of you in my life, but the fact that there are other people that gather in groups to talk about the terrible, shitty, depressing things that they've done uh, that are on the same par as mine uh, gives me a real sense of belonging uh, that I've never had before, um, and I'm greatly appreciative of it. Thank you.